Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hello there. Hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing really good. Lots going on. Very, very happily busy. A little bit too much, <laughs> but that's okay. That's good. This is with your new Spanish-speaking summit. It's a Spanish-speaking summit, and I'm also um, sponsoring my mentors' event, three-day event in Boston, which is it's a wonderful thing, and it requires a lot of my time and preparation. So, oh yeah, of course, that makes total sense. Yeah, big, big, big events happening, but um, they're, they're all good. 
You know, it's so interesting. I feel like I'm, I feel like a, there's a part of me, there's a, like a little girl that has given too many nice, interesting toys to play and she doesn't know <laughs> how to manage them all. <laughs> yeah, that's a good so, problem to have. <laughs> it is, it is. I'm just soothing her so she doesn't freak out. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't reply right away because I've been about uh, your text, but I definitely not only consider them uh, quite a bit, but also share, uh, consulted with Stefan because I wanted to get his take on it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I love, so I would love to hear what has been going well as you start yeah. talking and uh, and what is, you know, what are the fears that are coming up, which totally yeah. makes sense. Totally. Um, so I guess we'll mention that I'm also watching Saoirse, um, but she's just fine at the moment. There may be some moments I don't have um, where I have to shift my attention, but... Um, I don't have care today. I'm still working on the right care provider. So, oh. um, so what happened yeah. with Sandra? She's not. Sandra is amazing, but she is really unreliable. And what I really think is that oh. she doesn't want to work. Like she, she wants to be a stay-at-home mom, and she wants to have sort of like she just doesn't have a great work ethic and a very high commitment mm. to her own daughter. She really just wants to be a stay-at-home mom at home. and work every now and then when it just you know. She just is canceling all the time, and I can't right. have that. You know, I cannot. My business will fail if that's, <laughs> that's what's happening. Of course. And right. it makes me sick. Like I've been getting migraines out of the stress and out of not having oh. enough, um, not having enough care. You know. Right. So you're definitely needing someone. Yeah, it's really it's a, it's a bummer. It's it's disappointing. Mm. But that's all right. We'll find someone new. Yeah. Um, so what's been going really well is that I had, um, you know, there's really lovely chemistry between us, and he's wonderful with Sersha, and Sersha is comfortable with him, and um, and he's driving it forward, so he's definitely, um, you know, taking the man position, um, yeah. and he's he's really self-aware. Like he's, we had a long talk where I asked him a lot of questions and. Um, told him, you know, about my own desires and, you know, those questions like, I think what I just said, you know, like, I don't think I said, what would you not want me to know right now? But I think I said something like, you know, what are the issues you struggle with in yourself or what are your, you know, what is your shadow side or whatever? And he told me a lot and, you know, like what, what has bothered him and what's hard for him and what makes him feel that way, what triggers those things. Um, and he has feelings of abandonment, you know, because his mom, mm. his dad died when he was nine and his mom died when he was 18. And so he's attracted women who have been ambivalent about commitment. So he's like has been in a perpetual state of um, fear of abandonment, you know? Right, right, yeah. And that that makes like, a lot of sense. Totally. And I was like, isn't that, I was like, dude, that is so, so human. Like I have done the same thing. I select men who trigger my core issues and. You know, that's some, there's a reason we do that or whatever. So it was a it was a rich conversation, and he's very open and honest. And um, and in the course of it, you know, he told me that um, in the past, you know, I asked him how what he's looking for in a relationship and how that would fit into his world because he's got a complex constellation. He has two adult children, two ex wives, um, one ex wife who with whom he's co parenting. Hold on, Kirsha. No, no, honey. We don't eat that. We don't eat that. May I have it, please? Hmm. 
good girl, um, you know, with whom um, he's co-parenting, and they live, like, in the same neighborhood within a blocks of each other. Uh-huh. Uh, and she is... Um, and so, he, you know, he said he was really awful to one of his first girlfriends after they divorced. And that that was the reason the, the relationship with the new girlfriend, or one of the reasons it failed. And um, it's because uh, she was, he, there was something awful, I, could, I lost a word. Oh, because she was really awful to the new girlfriend. She made it really, really hard. Oh. And he said, finally, he had to say, you know, what are you doing? And why are you doing this? And, and I guess she eventually changed, um, you know, to the degree that it's better. But, um, so, it, you know, there's a lot that's been going really, really well. I mean, he's such a, he's such an improvement over, he's such good news, you know, he's such an improvement over everyone else. And I, oh, he also feels sometimes he's taken advantage of. He feels that's one, you know, he feels like on the verge of being abandoned often, and he feels sometimes being taken advantage of. Um, uh-huh. Like he's so had too big a heart, probably. Yeah, yeah, kind of like me, right? Like I give yes. my boundaries. Are, um, yeah. And then... Um, and so, he, like, for him, it comes in the form of, like, sex and, you know, who's giving blood and <laughs> just different uh-huh. ways, money and time and, like, you know, I think his ex might have been, he would say, abusive because she would, like, go out for three hours and go out and say, I'm going to have a drink with my friend and then not come back for three hours. And he would just be, you know, hanging in the balance. So... It's he's put up with a lot, I think. You know, is who who would do that? That he would like he would do that. Like he would go out and then stay. No, out no, his ex, friends? his ex. Would. Oh, his ex. I see. I Are see. you is is my um is my earpiece not working that well? No, the minute me? that the minute that you get closer, I can hear you perfectly. But it's like uh yeah, there's certain words, and I and yeah, no, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's just okay. I hear you fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so his ex would say, I'm going to meet a friend after work for a drink, and then she'd stay out three hours, and he would feel that that was abusive, you know, and, right. and taking right. advantage of him. And, well, and, yeah, and catching all the abandonment issues, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Now, there's something there, but I hope you're, you're tapping, right? Yes. Great. So everything seems really wonderful, and... What I, I will um, is there any anything else that you'd like to share before I, I'll tell you what what I think would yeah. be really important? Yes, um, that I I notice myself opening and closing, and sort mm-hmm. of at times being very open, and then at other times feeling um, like I'm retreating, and it's not totally it doesn't feel like it's totally in my control. Right, um, and. Um, and I feel a little vulnerable, and um, which is uncomfortable. Yeah. And, um, what else I noticed, you know, is about this that that ex. Um, her name is Anna, and that I'll just explain it. What it wrote that um, he's got some mental health issues, and there's a lingering that he said there's a lingering 
And if he, you know, starts back, make changes that way, she takes it out on their daughter. Sort of, she uh-huh. sort of has a headlock, you know. She's sort of like, he's stuck a little bit. And so he can sort of slowly massage, move things along, you know. But um, it, um, you know, he and, he, and I understand, like, not wanting to trigger do something that would come out in your daughter. Like, I would, I totally get that. But right. how, like, in the middle of the night, if she thinks she's having a heart attack, you know, instead of calling yeah. a friend or a family member or a doctor or whatever. And so, yeah. and I, I got comfortable with that. That feels, that feels threatening to me, and that triggers, like, my own issue, some, like, boundary issues, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then, this is, so I talk with Stefan, and, uh, and so... There's a few things that I want to share. First is that it makes a lot of sense, and these I'm talking to the little girl in you that is sensing that these men, because this is not a guy, this is not a boy, this is not, you know, this is a man. And it seems to me, the way that you talk about him, that he's clear about who he is, what he wants, what his life is about. He has a very good level of awareness. And it seems that this man is available, it's interested, and is wanting to move forward in a relationship with you. Yes. And he is offering uh, a connection, a level of connection that that little girl in you has not had very much. Has had with very, very, very few occasions, right? Like maybe with... I don't remember his name. I'm sorry. With the Irish man, maybe Seamus. for a period yeah. of time. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing that with him, you felt a little bit of of that, but not. But it didn't work out, right? Yeah, right. So all of a sudden, and I, I, I know these from really deep within me as well. Like what happens is that we is like there's there's a part of us that is like seems like very scary territory. Because yeah. there's a chance that you're gonna open up and some, and you're gonna, you know, rely on someone, exhale and let go a little bit, and that could be that feels so threatening. Because what if he doesn't follow through? What if there is something that doesn't that is not perfect? What if you know there's an issue? What you know, like there's so many what ifs that it's it, it of course there's an openness and then there's a slight you know a very terrifying close closing up because it's like, I don't think so. That It's not safe to that part of you that has been disappointed and hurt so many times to really trust. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm sort of like waiting. Okay, what kind of stick is going to come out of the grass here? You know? Yes. Um, yes. And there may not be one, but I'm not going to just sort of rip all my clothes off and lie in the grass until I've, exa- you know, explored it a little bit, you know? Yes, yes. I no, I'm, I'm the grass here. Yes. And I'm fully, fully, fully uh, supporting you in that, absolutely. No, that is one part of you. So that's the one part that is, it's really cautious because she has been, um, she has to rely, she has, in order to survive, she had to rely on herself, mm-hmm. right? Now, 
Because of that, and in combination, something that is being triggered is this insecurity. Yeah. Because there's X that is that is right there, really, you know, relying on him. So I'm gonna just, I'm really, really gonna, I'm as you tap. I'm. Do you think it's better if we? Cause you know yourself so much better. I can share. I'm gonna. I want to share a couple of scenarios with you. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Okay, and I but I want you, you know, because I wonder if it's better if we if I guide you in the tapping to let or just I can just share and you just let it in, just breathing and tapping. Yes. Why don't you share? I trust your instinct. Okay, good. So what I sense, I want you to just listen. I'm going to describe someone to you. Okay. Mhm. And the person that I'm describing to you is just. Just someone I want I want you to get a sense of this person. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So this is a this is a person, this is actually a man that that actually has has, you know, in a way made a, a I don't know if I had a slight mistake, but something happened that he got this girl, this woman pregnant and took full responsibility. Had a sense from day one that the relationship wasn't gonna work, but he gave it he gave it his best for the sake of himself and his daughter, and then he decided, you know what, this relationship really doesn't work as a, as a romantic relationship in my life. But that does not mean that I'm not responsible for the well-being of my child and the mother of my child, and I'm going to really be very present to the extent that I can uh, that is healthy for me and, you know, the family, that even though... You know, we're not together. Do you need to attend to her? I'm trying to distract her, but I'm listening. Okay. okay. At some point, I might need to, I might need to yeah, attend yeah. to her. Of course, yeah, going yeah, to the one thing I don't... Okay, now she's okay for a little bit, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. I'm following you. Okay. So it's what I want you to... I want to hear what does he speak to you? Like, and, you know, so this man knows what he wants. He knows he wants a relationship in his life. He adores children. And yet, even though it's complex and there's many balls in the air that he has to juggle, he feels that he has, he can figure it out. It doesn't, the, the fact that he has, you know, grown children, young children, co-parenting relationships, connection with other people, including these ex does not in any way interfere with the, his clarity in wanting to have a romantic, healthy, satisfying relationship. And that that person that he chooses to be in relationship with will be the number one. Now, it is I think true. the person will be the number two after his daughter. Well, that's something that would be important to, to notice and to realize in the sense of, like, does that work for you? And the other question that's very important is that is a man number one, given that Searsha is in your life, is a man in your life number one at this point, or would you say it's also number two? It's also number two at at the moment. At the moment, of course. Yeah. And is it possible that you're in relationship with someone that also values his connection and, you know, relationship with his children, so you are slightly number two in re- in regards to other children, not other partners or ex-partners, of course, 
But yeah, no, that, that's okay. There's a nice balance there. And I, what I imagine is that slowly over time it would shift, yeah. you know, so that it would be, you know, my partner, that it would be equal, that it would be um, right. the partner and the child would be equal. Yeah. Um, but in yeah. his case, what that means is I think that the ex is also number one because it's so she's so closely tied to his daughter's well-being, you know, and her behaviors right. are so manipulative, you know? Right. So for a second, I know you cannot close your eyes because Sierra is there, but I'm curious if you just imagine, because I really want to pay... I really want to honor the part of you that does feel um, that feels threatened, that feels somewhat insecure, that yeah. feels that you know that she will not be loved, respected, and honored as a partner, as a primary partner, right? Uh, and uh, there's going to be you know there's going to just be some boundary. At some point, there has to be a boundary, you know. If you're like in bed together and she calls. If it's not a 911 call, then, you know, it's not like you're going to run over to her. I understand that there's a, there's a limit, right? There has to be a boundary. Yeah, and that the, that the, the emotional boundary, like, it's less about the 911 and the health issue, and it's more about the emotional attachment that she still yeah. has and, and the yeah. intimacy of that, you know? Because there are a lot of intimacies with the ex-wife already. You know, she's financially, they're enmeshed, and, you know, they're, they're in constant contact over their daughter, you know, scheduling. There's a lot of enmeshment. There's a lot of intimacy. And I don't right. want to see, like, personal intimacy as well. Like, oh, I think I'm having, you know, a heart problem. I'm going to call my ex. Like, I don't call my exes when I have, I'm having a health problem. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, how, now, did he call her or she called him? She calls him. Yeah. And uh, so it's like, yeah, how long were they together? They're, well, their daughter is 10, so they've been together at least 11 years, something like that, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you imagine, just for a moment, and I, I within, within all these, I really, I definitely want to honor the, you know, the part of you that is feeling very clear and feeling threatened, the part that I think yeah. wanna, I want to address the most is the part that feels threatened. But I'm curious how, what it would be like, Dev, if you imagine being in relationship with him. Let's say that you even get married. And, you know, this woman is still in your life. This is not, it's not you know, of course, it's not his, his partner. He has chosen you, not her. But he's still, you know, he's, he's, she's a a person that is not fully capable of taking care of herself and it's almost like a somewhat of a disabled person. Interestingly, a little bit like your sister. In a way, yep. And in the sense that emotionally there's, you know, it's almost like there's, and, and it's a process of slowly almost like weaning her off, right? Mm. Um, like the... the how does it feel to just know that you are the primary person in his life and there's still this, this ex-partner there that he's concerned for the sake of his daughter? He cares about her. I mean, she's, she's someone that is, you know, it's, it's a good person and, she's, and they're connected, right? And there is an emotional connection. She's, she's a, the, the mother of, of his child. 
So what comes up as you imagine that scenario? So what comes up is that it feels like I'm part of a harem. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So and I mean, he also has a bunch of ex-girlfriends that I am at least one of them he's still friends with. So like he's got a lot of women surrounding him that he's okay. been intimate with or had some sort of connection with. So I just feel like it doesn't feel good to me. I, I totally hear that. Go into that feeling because I really want to like connect with it. You're part of a harem, so you're one more. You're not special in a way. I am special, but I'm special among a, a, a lot of women who are special in a variety of different ways. Okay. And what what is that? I want you to go as deep as just breathe into it. Breathe into the discomfort. I know that what I'm asking you is not pleasant, but breathe into the discomfort. Yeah. And what what is that? Like go deeper and notice what is this connected with. You know what's interesting that comes up? Um, one is it is feeling unloved, the feeling of being unloved. Yes. And then another thing comes up, which is that when I was 16, um, my dad, we were, he was driving me to boarding school. Um, there was a long three-hour trip, and he always drove me. And he used those three hours to just have, like, big talks with me. Um, and one day, on one of those trips, he completely blindsided me and told me that he had another daughter before me. Wow. And suddenly I felt like, oh, my God, I'm not his special first daughter anymore. Mm. And I, I never was. Right. Wow. There it is. That's it. So all this time you really... And it was an important thing to you to be the first daughter. I mean, you, you put up with so much from him that the least that it could be is that you're the first and the most special in, in some way. Yeah, somehow that was a big blow. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, it feels a little bit like a, a betrayal. In a, yeah. Like almost, yeah. Oh, in, a, in, a, in a relationship with a man, it would be almost like a like cheating, like you found out all of a sudden that. Because yeah. what the sensation is that if you tune into it, what, what I'm sensing, what I see is that you were standing on this very solid ground and all of a sudden the ground is gone. Yeah. Right? It's like this is, because so, this is your... It's about your, position. Yeah. It's about position and role. And I, yeah, didn't, okay. I didn't have the position, you know. Suddenly, right. I thought I always had that position and I was super special to him for a number of reasons, but in part because I was his first child, you know, his first daughter, and it turns out I wasn't. Yeah. Hold on one sec. i got to get to your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Good girl. You, she, as soon as I said that, she turned around. <laughs> <laughs> Good girl, honey. You knew that was bad. Yeah, bad for babies. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, I lost my position. And not only did I lose my position, I realized I never had it to begin with. Ah. Right, so it's beyond. It's not just that you lost it, it's that you never had it. So it's even worse. I did, yeah, yeah. Right, because it's like you were complete, you deceived yourself in a way, or you you just, well, he deceived you, but it's like, whoa, like, it's almost like retroactive, right? You all these 16 yeah. years, I thought something of myself and him, our connection, and the, all of a sudden it's gone. Yeah. So this thing of him having so many women in his life, it's, gonna, it's like, how is this going to play out? Is, am I going to find out that he, I'm not the one, I'm not the special one? Yeah, and I kind of want to, I kind of want to have a place in someone's life that is not so populated, you know, I would, yeah, because, you know, I, I, um, with all my exes, there's clear boundaries, you know, yeah. like I got to have a lot of men swirling around me. And when a well, man does come into my life, do. like, yeah, but you know what, Deb, if you, you do just consider for a second, you do and you don't. You know, Professionally, I do. Work-wise, I absolutely do. And also with, uh, you know, uh, oh, I mean, I'm so, I I'm, I'm have to excuse you because I remember all the faces and the situations. Sometimes I don't remember all the names, okay? So mm-hmm. uh, the um, African-American guy that was hanging out with Sierra. Rudy. Yeah. Rudy. So I don't know if he's still in contact with you, but he was someone that has been in your life for quite a while and is a good friend. Um, That's true. There, there are there are men in your life, Christian, sort of, off Christian, right, right, right. That he kind of so it's it's not to the same degree because you haven't you know you haven't been married and you don't have children with other people. Once you have children with other people, it's like you really. Well, I'm going to share something, as I, as I told Lisa yesterday, which, by the way, thank you again. It's been a pleasure working with her. I said, yeah. you know, as you know, I always share these little nuggets of myself when I feel like it's useful. Having been divorced and having an ex that hated me because I, some, you know, somehow destroyed his life or whatnot, that was his, his in whatever, his story. Um, an ex that is in battle with you takes a lot more energy and drains even the current relationship a lot more than um, an amicable, a friendly one. So I understand that there has to be a boundary and there's a place to navigate, that things have to be, you know, balanced. It's not, you know, the person is completely... Uh, you know, sucking energy because it's too negative or it's so clingy that it's taking away. But it's always better to be in good terms. So the fact that he's in good terms with his exes and connected with a recent one that has a younger child with, to me, is a very good sign. Mm-hmm. So from an objective place, seems like a very good sign. But I totally understand that to you feels like a thread and also that how, how, how is he going to manage all of it? Yeah. Are you going to really have a space? Yeah. And so what, it, what, 
what is the sense that you get from him? Is there space in his life for you? And for you to have what you want, right? Not just for you, but for you to have what you want, a loving, adoring, supportive, reliable partner that is completely committed to you, even though there's, you know, you both have very full lives. Um, I'm not sure. I think that's, you know, the thing that I'm not sure about. If, mm. Like, I think he does. I think he wants that. And I think, but I think there will be some, here's my main concern, two main concerns. One, the lingering dependency, like emotional dependency with the ex, which feels like a boundary issue to me. And two is if she starts acting out, he's going to want to protect his daughter first. And therefore, I feel like I would be number three after his daughter, after the mother, you know, and then, and then I would be number three, and that would make Saoirse number three, and I don't want Saoirse to be number three, or me. Mm. I absolutely don't want to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's what it, it feels like. I, it, I, what I feel is like I'm afraid to really open my heart because I don't know how threatening the situation is and how safe I am. If she starts yeah. behaving as she has been known to behave in the past, and you know, if he starts creating, like, who knows what she's going to do? And his recourse feel it sounds like his recourse is limited. Mm, right, and she doesn't have other many resources to lean on. So no, no. What I mean, his recourse with her feels limited because he oh. can't. He can't set boundaries because if he does, she lashes out on the daughter. I see. Okay. And I, I get, I at least get that now. I would do, I would absolutely do everything to protect my own daughter. Right. So I don't yeah. see anything wrong with that, but I feel like it's sort of a deadlock. It's sort of like a he's, she's got him in a vice grip, you know. Yeah. So let's. There's two pieces, Jeff, because there's a more the um, what I see is that there actually there are really two pieces. There's a more I want to call it more superficial intellectual part that is what you're mentioning right now, and I have a, a very very clear answer for that. And there's a much deeper one that is the part of you that is hurt, that has yeah. been hurt, that yeah. has been betrayed, and that's the part that needs to heal yeah. in order for the other piece to come to terms because I'm going to answer very briefly the first part, right? That is, I have to tell you, we both know there's very compassionate, loving, and kind ways of setting boundaries that soothe someone instead of triggering them. And that is going to be, given who this woman is, he's going to have, and maybe with his help, with your help, maybe with somebody else's help, Right? Maybe he, I don't know if he's working with someone or not, but maybe if he wants to really do this transition, he may need somebody's help to be himself in a loving place so he can actually transition. Because she may flare up when, he, when she finds out that he has, he's in a serious relationship. And that right. has to be, you know, that has to be 
also like very lovingly and kindly expressed so she is because if this is if this is a woman that who's you know who feels threatened by abandonment herself and she flares up and acts out on the daughter the other piece is and i have had to do this work with my own daughter the daughter is 10 or how old is she now 11 11 great because at 11 i have to tell you something children start understanding their parents and they need to navigate who their parents are. So at some point, the mom will lash out at her, especially as a teenager. And she's going to have to understand who her mom is and find ways to navigate her mom. You know, the dad can, can, is no longer present and cannot be an outmost unless it gets to a place of risk that, you know, that she doesn't have, you know, as many parental rights as he does. You know what I mean? Like if it comes to a point that there's abuse, then that's a point. But you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. But that is, does that make sense? Or am I, because I, I hear that there's an emotional piece that is not quite working. I can, I can sense it. No, I, um, a couple thoughts. One is what you're saying um, makes total sense. And if he can get the skill to set boundaries with her, in ways that don't trigger her and is also willing to let go of, you know, overcompensating for her over time, you know, that, that would be reassuring to me. Right. So that is, that's the intellectual part. And that is more the, you know, and that's very important. That's something that it will have to happen. You know, there's going to be a transition in his life, in your life. Things are going to have to shift a little bit for both of you. Because, you know, you're not in your 20s, even 30s when you're like single and free. You both have, you know, you have your child, you have your work. You, you know, they have independent lives that are coming together. Um, so that's one piece. Now, let's really attend to the part of you that is so scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part needs to be healed. Yeah. So how old is she? Because she got this big blowout up 16, but is that when it happened or is it even younger? I think there's also a feeling of not belonging, of not mm. being anybody's, you know? Right, yes. Yes. Okay. So deep breath. Let's just tap together and then see we're guiding it in. Even though it's really hard for me to trust and open up. Even though it's really hard for me to trust and open up. Because I don't fully feel like I belong to anyone. Because I don't fully feel like I belong to anybody. Like, I'm not any, I haven't been anybody special in so long. Because I've never been anybody special person. Mm, yeah. And I don't know exactly how to do that. I don't know if it's that. I, um... When Sersha was born, part of that was healed because mm. it's so clear that I'm her only mother. 
Yes. And he's my only child. Whereas everybody else in life has been I don't know what the word is. It's it's like distant. Other than Aunt Evelyn, Aunt Evelyn definitely cleaned me. I was hers for sure. Yeah. Um, you also said that she had some, was she sometimes critical or there was something yeah, about that? Yeah, she was, her. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was critical, yeah. Yeah. But she, she still loved you and she claimed you as her own. <laughs> it was. Yes. Yeah. I felt claimed. I felt, but it was not, yes, I felt, and I felt like, yeah, and for a short while I felt like my mom, I was my mom, but I felt sort of cast out by my mother because, not consciously, but because she couldn't really, um, she didn't have the bandwidth to claim me. Mm. And also because I was, I was, you know, it's sort of related to the existential guilt, right, that I, or being, brought into the world unplanned, unwanted, and sort of causing mayhem because everyone had to get married and have a bad marriage as a result of my existence. So it's sort of, it, it, yeah. it's almost, you know, pre-birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really core. Yes. So let's do something. I don't know if we've done this before. Take a deep breath. I know you cannot close your eyes because you don't want to leave your head totally unattended, but just connect with you, the little tiny baby inside mom's womb. Let me know when you have a sense of her. Yeah, I got it. Good. So karate chop point together, and we're going to imagine we're tapping on her little points, okay? And if not, it's just however it works is perfect, okay? Even though you're hearing that you're not wanted. Even though you're here and you're not wanted. And there's messages in mom's body that she's surprised by you being here. And there are messages in mom's body that she's surprised about you being here. Deep breath. I want you to know in every cell of your body. I want you to know in every cell of your body. That you're a precious child. That you're a precious child. And you truly belong in this planet. And you truly belong in this planet. You're being born to do something amazing. You're being born to do something amazing. And that is being exactly who you are. And that is to be exactly who you are. Special and loved. Special and loved. By being yourself. By being yourself. Tapping through the points. Imagine you're tapping through hers. All these sensations in your little body. All these sensations in your little body. That somehow send a message. Somehow send a message. 
That they are not ready for you. That they are not ready for you. Deep breath. I want to let you know. I want to let you know. This is your time. This is your time. This is the place where you belong. This is the place where you belong. And you will grow together. And we will grow together. Yeah. These parents that you have chosen. These parents that you have chosen. Are going to allow you to grow. Are going to allow you to grow. And they are going to grow by your presence. And they are going to grow by your presence. It's an incredible gift. It's an incredible gift. It's going to have a lot of different pains. It's going to have a lot of different pains. But I will be here with you. But I will be here with you. Because I love you with all my heart. Because I love you with all my heart. And I know that you came to do something very special. And I know that you came here to do something very special. You totally belong in this time and age. You totally belong in this time and age. And even though you're going to overcome a lot of different things. And even though you're going to overcome a lot of different things. You will reach a point in your life. You will reach a point in your life. Where you will experience full happiness. Where you will experience full happiness. Having a beautiful family of your own. By having a beautiful family of your own. Feeling full spiritually. Feeling full spiritually. Emotionally. Emotionally. Fully belonging and connecting. Fully belonging and connecting. Because this is your birthright. Because this is your birthright. And this is what you're doing in this lifetime. And this is what you're doing in this lifetime. I am thrilled that you are here. I am thrilled that you're here. And I fully welcome you. And I fully welcome you. With my full open heart. With my full open heart. Take a deep breath and imagine really pouring your heart and soul and all the love into this little tiny baby, filling mom's uterus and just protecting her from all the different ups and downs and things that mom may experience and things that may be said, but sending her such a clear and powerful message that she's here. This is her time. There's no mistake. Yeah, there's surprises, things happen, the timing may not, but there's no mistakes. This is it. She's here for a reason. Letting her know that being, getting into a body, it's not a simple thing. And she did it. She's here. She's solid. And she totally deserves to be happy and have it all. Not only that, that you are going to be there with her. And no matter what comes your way, you will always be there and you'll figure it out together.
So that helps with me belonging to me, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or belonging here, concept, you know, in the world. And to with um, mom and dad too. With could you sense that you're a team? You and your mom and dad became a team. You grew together. You were parent. You were teachers of each other. Do you see that spiritually? Yeah. 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 It wasn't okay. fun, but you all grew together. Your mom got to do what she wanted, to, what she came to do. Your dad actually came. Your dad was a, you know, as my dad was. It's it's when people are really hard on us and even abusive. There is which both our parents were. They are choosing spiritually to be our teachers, to give us the skills that we're going to need for the rest of our life. There's a there's a almost like a, a contract that was made spiritually. I'm going to do all these so you get to have to learn all of these, have these experience. And they're going to be pleasant, but you're going to learn so much. And you have become who you are because of him in right. so many ways. Does that mean Sersha has to go through abuse in order to become... No, no, because no, everybody has their own path. Like my daughter has not gone through abuse, but she has gone through different challenging situations. And I have to tell you even more, now that she's 15, we're talking about things that she experienced. And it's fascinating because I realize that as a parent, oh, I have all kinds of things that I would have liked to do better and I kind of beat myself up, but she expresses things that happen the things that affected her in a way that I had no idea, the things that I thought were terrible that didn't affect her at all. So everything is so personal. And what yeah. she needs to grow and learn is so hard as a mom to recognize that we have to we give our children the best and without us realizing we're giving them exactly what they need. We are, you are being the best mom. I was exactly the best mom that I could at every moment. Mm-hmm. And I continuously have to forgive myself for wanting to have done it better. And that's part of my journey, right? Uh, and it's not necessarily abuse. We had to go through those. But we had to go through those because then we don't want our children to go through that, right? Yeah. So we learn. Yeah. And then it helps it, us be healers. I mean, in a way, having been abused and healing that abuse allows us to heal others. And understand and have compassion. And, you know, it's just incredible. I mean, people tell me that, you know, like yesterday I was talking with someone that, you know, that had to sell their body because they were starving. And I don't even flinch. It's like it's part of life. There's so much that people go through. And then they overcome it and we learn and we heal, you know. And if I was pampered and I never was exposed to any of that, any kind of, level of abuse, I wouldn't understand. I wouldn't have the level of compassion, kindness, and broadness in my heart. Okay. Uh, So that gives me a different sense of healing, of belonging then. It's a, um, a different, like a higher purpose type belonging. Yeah, and, and also and also just a very I want to invite you to consider and I hope that you just tap tap along if you you know, if you stopped. Just to, it's a constant breathing and it's like it's a deeper level of belonging because yeah. you belong here, you belong spiritually. 
John is presenting you with an incredible gift. It's true. You don't know what it's going to lead. I mean, for all we know, you know, you can be together for two years, 10 years, 50 years. I don't know. The fact of the matter is he's already being a gift. Yes, absolutely. And, and it's like it's just it's an invitation to broaden your heart and open up to say, I know that this is uncomfortable. To trust is uncomfortable. To, to even feel like he's so interested is uncomfortable. He's, you know, he's available, interested, moving forward. That is like, isn't that even in itself slightly like, you know, like, like what do I do with these? It's unfamiliar, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Because you've had yeah. so many recent partners that were like unavailable, were not fully yeah. available. They were safe. Right. And now he, John is inviting you to be in that spiritual, open-hearted place of welcoming, receiving, you know, being taken care of, being wanted, being invited to participate in his life. And so it's like, it's kind of freaky. It's like, what do you mean? And, and instinctually what we want to do is shut down and push, push them, you know, push him or pull away. Yeah, which I've, I go in and out of doing that. Yes. Yeah. And the most important thing is to actually notice it and voice it. You know, right now, this is what's happening for me. And right now, I'm, I'm retreating some because there's a part of me that is kind of like making, it's almost like you, you get into a new landscape, right? It's like if somebody had never, never went to the ocean and all of a sudden you're in, front, you're in a beach and you see this ocean in front of you, you're like, what the heck is this? What, what what do I do? Like what you know? How do I react? Do, you know, is he safe? What what you know? It's like the the complete unknown and not feeling that you can relax. So it's about breathing and honoring. So if at any point you're with him and you notice that you're more you know more retreated or holding back, just breathe into it and say. Okay, so this is exactly where I need to be right now. It's okay. Say it to myself. Say it to yourself and say if he notices anything or asks you. He seems to be an emotional intelligence specialist in the sense what you're telling me. Like he may be, Kylie, is he intuitive that he sense when you're withdrawn or not as much? If he has, he hasn't said anything about it. Okay, okay. So, okay, so he may, either he's not noticing as much or there's so much, so many other things going on, who knows. But that's okay. So if it's some, yeah, just say it to yourself. It, the most important thing is to say it to yourself, too. Yeah. Because the biggest thing is been. that. Yeah, yeah, I've good. Been. Yeah. Good. Because what may come up is like, why am I doing this? Why am I pulling out? What is going on? Is there something wrong? Is it, you know, like if you start asking those sort of questions, kind of like the hypervigilance, is like invite that part to say, I'm right here and I'm present. I have my eyes open and I'm alert. And if anything happens, I will, you know, I will take care of it. So it's not like you're soothing yourself and you're getting yourself into, you know, the lion's mouth kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. But you don't have to be constantly, like, 
alert and checking what's going on, what's going on, what's going on that I need to withdraw. It's more like it's okay to be more withdrawn. Maybe I need to just observe more before I just can relax. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, it's. I think that's true. I need, to, I need to sort of be in it, go in it, and then step out of it a little bit. Go in it and go and step out of it. In the past, I've always, like, jumped in, and then I'm, like, you know, up to my neck in this amazing thing, and then suddenly sharks start swimming by, you know? Right. right. And I, I'm kind of wanting to wade in, just step in, step out, step in a little deeper, Maybe hop in a boat. You know, Perfect. Because, well, because it's very different. It's very, very different. Before it was just you. You were on your own. You were really, and you, what, you, what jumped in was your body. So most yeah. of the time what happens is that we go in sexually. Our bodies are, you know, overflown with pheromones. And you're just yeah. diving, swimming, going for, like, you know, deep dive. And when in reality now it's like, well, you know, because and I have to tell you that this is that's why it feels to me that this is more the real thing. It's definitely more the real thing. But I mean, I'm tempted to sleep with him, but we haven't. We haven't slept together. But you know, we okay. have had sex, sexual contact, but um, we haven't had sex. Okay. Yeah. And you know, as as you mentioned before, your whole body needs to get there, and everything. So it's just it's just allowing yourself to be to be with what is happening, which I think is so so important at these times. How long should I wait before having sex? As long as you need to, and, and when I feel like it's one of those things that when you're ready, you will know it. I mean, there's I don't think there's a right or wrong when it comes to that. It's very, very important that you feel ready and that you have that also that you have no judgment over it. Like if it takes longer or if you're ready tomorrow. Yeah. And it doesn't, you know, yes, it may change things somewhat, but not necessarily. Does Stefan have a relationship with your ex husband? Yes. And what's that like? Well, it's interesting. It's actually coming more from my ex. My ex was furious with me for 10 years, and he has his own quite a bit of issues. But uh, I have to tell you, the first six months of our relationship, Stefan and myself, were hellish with my daughter and my ex. It was turmoil. Uh, Because also everything moved very quickly for both of them, and they couldn't handle it. now, Now there's moments where I can sense that my ex likes him. But in the beginning, he felt so threatened that whenever he would be very friendly, so my ex would be very friendly with me when Stefan wasn't around. If Stefan was there, he would be very shut down. Like he wouldn't even, sometimes he wouldn't even say hi to Stefan because it was like too, you know. But Stefan was like very, very interested in connecting. He would say hi. If he didn't reply, it was okay. And, uh, but he also understands the incredibly healing power to my daughter for both of them and the three of us to just hang out. Sometimes we just, you know, we were camping together. He organized this camping thing. It was a whole school thing. And we ended up camping out in the same area for like, I don't know, one or two nights. And she oh said, God. this is kind of weird. I know. And she said, this is kind of weird. And uh, But we also noticed that it was also nice that we were very civil. There wasn't anything, you know. It was, Yeah. 
I mean, it just makes me, you know, if I am in a relationship with this guy, do I, does it mean I have to have a relationship with the ex? No, you don't have to, Deb. You don't have to. And I have to tell you, the day where you choose to understand and from a place of kindness and compassion, just be friendly with her, it would feel incredibly freeing because she's, she's no threat to you. She, was, she never has been a threat to you. There's, there's no... She, he has already divorced her, chosen not to be with her, and, and he has pursued you and continues to pursue you. So that she has no space in his life in the way that he wants you in his life. And that's a part that sometimes gets a little... But do you see that that's... I'm going to have to go very soon because I have a 10, but um, do you see that there really is no threat? There's no real threat. It doesn't feel that way right now. Right. But who is... What is that part of you that that senses, you know, that it's a threat. It's not, if you think about it, they're divorced, aren't they? Or were they ever married? They were married, yeah. And they're divorced? Yeah. They're divorced. He's, he has his own place. He chose to stay close, or I'm guessing because of the daughter, and I really wanted to do that myself. That is so huge. And and at the same time is that he's he's already... Before you even appear on the, in, you know, in the scene, he's already chose to not be with her. Isn't that true? Yes. Like he had every, you know, every opportunity for so many years. But I understand. So it's like, it would be wonderful. I don't know what my schedule looks like, but if I find, it would be wonderful to do a little bit of, Direct yeah, we need to do the- more walk on the work on this because you're you're in the exact opposite position. I'm in the second position, right? And you're in the exact op- you're on the other side of this dynamic, right? right? I'm like you're, him. you're in the yeah. you're in the John position. Yeah, um, it's very true. And you you can if you want. You, maybe you choose to have a session with Stefan. The one thing I want to tell you is that uh, we both have a very close friend who's also a therapist who was in your position. And she took a little bit more of a very hard line uh, with the ex, and and that drew a wedge, a very hard line that destroyed uh, her connection with the the girls. So uh, it's it's a very important thing to deal with, you know, um, carefully. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but you know how you said you, and I know you need to go, but in, in your in your partner vision, you wanted to have a man who, um, yeah, it's you true. Know. I, had, I wanted someone with no strings attached because of my, yeah, absolutely. Right. Now, yeah, and you can and you that's say. And that's my partner vision, too. I have a, a, <laughs> a, a point saying clear boundaries and distance from the ex. Right. And somehow you invited John into it. So there's something that is, there's an invitation to be healed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, sometimes we get what we want and sometimes we get what we need. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely let's, if you want to either, you can do either. If you feel like it, w- it would be helpful to talk with Stefan, 
it would be good. Or you, we could have another session where we really address what is that piece, because we didn't actually touch on the 16-year-old that came up when you said that you felt like you were part of a harem, right? Right. But yeah, I'm we're not so quite sorry. done yet. Yeah. Right, no, we gotta we're go. Not, I know you not. have to go. It's like you're five yeah. minutes late for your next person. So. I know. If you, if you come up with more time, shoot me a text, okay? Absolutely, I will. Okay, big time. Thanks, Laura. Okay. You're very welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.